Welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, a show about everything e-commerce and digital business. The aim is simple, to help you thrive online. And now, your host, Matt Edmondson. Well, hello, my fellow e-commerce entrepreneurs. My name is Matt Edmondson, and this show is for those of us curious about e-commerce and want to know how to get better at doing digital business. Coming up in today's show, we are talking about the importance of fandom. That's right, and how you can harness the incredible power of the super fan for your business. Who are our super fans? How do we find them? How do we help them? How do we uh, engage with them? How do we just let them loose, right, on our businesses? Because man alive, do they have the power to change everything. So we are going to get into all of that in today's show. Uh, As always, uh, check out the show notes uh, for today's show. I'll put them on the website um, and that'll have a summary of this podcast along with any of the links that I mentioned in the show. And you can check that out at my website, mattedmondson.com. Just head on over there and have a good old look. Uh, whilst you're on there, also uh, check out the Colab project. That is really starting to gather some steam now, let me tell you. Uh, in the last few weeks, I must have talked to about 20 different uh, website uh, owners or possibilities or all kinds of things going on just in the last few weeks. So we are well on the way to reaching uh, our target. What it is, if you don't know, uh, if you're new to the show, um, is I'm looking for people to partner with to build some uh, to build e-commerce sites, uh, something I call the Colab Project. So that's where you and I work together to build your business online, uh, where we partner with people that have got either great products or a great story or the ability to do something, um, and we bring our e-commerce expertise into that. So very exciting stuff. We're talking to all kinds of people from makeup, beauty people, um, spoke to a guy yesterday that owns a sweet shop. I mean, just some real interesting stuff. Whether we do uh, all of these or any of these, I don't know. Uh, But it's just really great to get out and meet people. So uh, do check that out. That's also on the website, mattedmondson.com, if you want to know more about it. Let me also take some time to thank the show's amazing sponsor, Curious Digital. They are an experience-based e-commerce digital platform. I mean, it's just, it is the platform, right, that I use uh, to drive my own e-commerce businesses. It's a platform that I use on all of the collab projects I mentioned to you about, whether it's a sweet shop guy uh, or whether it's a, you know, big, massive, multi-million pound industry turning over gazillions online. My go-to is always Curious Digital. So check it out if you're looking for a new platform. Uh, it's a really great little e-commerce platform. So check that out, Curious.Digital. That's Curious with a K though, not with a C. So do spell it right. Now, I said we were going to talk about the super fan thing today, and that's definitely what I want to get into. A fan culture can change your business, right? And there is no better form of marketing than word of mouth. That's the key thing. And so these super fans that really are, you know, loving our business, they're out there, they're promoting our cause, they're telling people the story, they're telling people to get in touch, they're telling people why they buy and how and why they should buy from us as well, right? These are a great sales force because it's just word of mouth marketing. 
And word of mouth marketing is still, for me, one of the biggest go-to areas uh, for any kind of e-commerce business, okay? Now, I know that fandom, which is a great word, isn't it? Fandom. Fans are typically associated with the kind of all-consuming historical, hysterical uh, teeny boppers, you know, kind of obsessing over music or some kind of famous pop icon. I still have scenes in my head. I'm showing my age a little bit. I, the, I mean, the Beatles were before my time. Let, be, let me be super clear. The Beatles were the 60s. I grew up in the 80s. But I still can see in my head the images that were shown to me on TV when the Beatles touched down somewhere, there were thousands of people all hysterical and screaming. These were the super fans, right? These were the 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 people that were mad to see these kind of uh, to see these bands to see you know John and Paul and 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 the guys and they they were just hysterical and and that's the kind of picture I have in mind when I think about a super fan because you know this was this was critical to the Beatles' success that they they created this right but we've got this sort of amazing opportunity is the right word I'm looking for. This amazing opportunity with some phenomenal digital tools that we've got at our disposal, right? And can we uh, can we see or create these sort of direct two-way access with uh, our super fans, you know? Can brands and their consumers connect to each other? And it is no... Uh, no coincidence. It's no, it's no surprise to me that some of the bigger brands out there have now gone to a much more um, direct-to-consumer model, right? They've, they're sort of missing out a lot of the wholesalers, the middleman. They're like going, you know what? No, we are now going direct-to-consumer because with the internet and with social media, we can create this direct relationship with um, the end consumer and work directly with them to create some of this super fan idea. If you think about influential marketing, you know, influencer marketing, it's um, it's built on the basis of this idea that you're you're using social media to get someone who's got massive influence, right, to promote your product. It's that super fan effect. They just have a bigger audience. Uh, and so the bottom line is, of course, we're all a fan of something, uh, but super fans are engaged, even obsessed. You know, they're 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 probably they're well connected with who you are, right? These are the guys that are emotionally invested in you as a brand or your product or your service, and they spend a lot of their personal time and a lot of their energy talking about you and supporting your brand, your objectives, your values, your mission, your activities. Etc. Etc. Now, when I think about this, you've probably got a friend, right? If you're like me, you when you talk about super fans, you sort of in my head, I have a picture of one or two people straight away that come to my mind. Um, I have a beautiful friend, Liddy. She's awesome uh, and fantastic, and she's one of the people that pops into my head. And I tell you the reason why. Every time I see her. Without exception, she is telling me about a company um, that is helping to promote plastic-free living. This is what she is passionate about, is the plastic-free living. Can we reduce the you know single-use plastic? I happen to think it's a good cause, and I'm kind of in for that, which is great. Um, 
And whenever I see Lydia, she's always telling me about a new product that she's found or something that she's connected with or some person that's connected with her on Instagram all around this idea. I would say she is a super fan of plastic-free living, right? Now, um, who is in your head, right? Can you picture that person that is always talking to you about something? Not in a crazy, I never want to see you because you just turn weird kind of way, but just in a, actually, I like with Lily, I don't ever feel offended. I I find it engaging. I find it fascinating and interesting what she's talking about. Um, and we all have friends like that, right? So how do we get people like that for our business? Um, because you definitely want them in your corner, right? They're your secret weapon to marketing. And I think if you... I have, I've always had this theory about business that says, right, you know what, if I get... Um, uh, a lead to turn into a customer and that customer to turn into a repeat customer, then I'm building a, a pretty reasonable business. But if I can get that customer to go one stage further, if I can convert them from being a lead to a customer, from being a customer to a repeat customer, from being a repeat customer to what I call the evangelist or the super fan, then actually I have the possibility to build a movement as well as just a business. It, this thing has the ability to take on a life of its own, let me tell you. And so you definitely, definitely want to harness the power of the super fan. And so I'm going to run through four ways that I do this, right? There's four key things that I think uh, you'll need as a business uh, and you'll need to be doing to create these super fans for your own business. And these... I'm going to talk about it, obviously, predominantly from an e-commerce point of view and digital point of view, but the principles, I think, follow into whatever kind of business you are doing. You can use these ideas, I'm fairly sure, across the board, right? So point number one, tip number one, step number one, uh, you know, whatever language you prefer, I think is you've got to identify. Now, I appreciate this sounds obvious, but you've got to identify uh the fans from the super fans. You've got to, you've got to identify who is a repeat customer and who is the evangelist, right? You, whatever language you use to understand this, there's there's definitely a difference between someone that buys from you, you know, as a repeat customer, but someone who's a big fan of you. For example, I will buy from Amazon on a repeat basis, but I'm definitely not a super fan, right? I just am not, uh, but I will buy from them. So we've got to identify them, and. Uh, the ones that I think you're looking for are the ones that believe in your cause, ones that believe in your values, ones that believe in your mission, right? These guys, uh, they don't just like what you do, but they're emotional. Like I say, they're emotionally invested into it, right? They're engaged. They're the guys that can't help but talk about your brand and how it's transformed their lives. And they will do this in person. They will do it on social media, Whatever methodology they use, like Liddy, uh, for example, the friend that I was telling you about, she'll be often posting on social media stuff about uh, the products that she's found, but she does it, you know, in person, in, in front of people. Um, so how do you identify them? Well, this is a great question, right? Because uh, I wish it was as simple as saying, you know, do A, B, and C. Um, but you've just, you've, a lot of this is going to be gut feel, right? You've got to, I, I for me... How I identify them is I look at the data, I look at the spending habits um, and the patterns of customers, I look at social media, who's um, who are my active followers, who are engaged, how often do they comment or like content, uh, what do they talk about when they talk about us, 
Um, if you've got something like a refer a friend scheme or an affiliate scheme, are they on it? What kind of things are they doing on it? Are they contacting customer service a lot, asking questions about the brand, the product? Um, how can they better connect with their friends? Um, are when people coming to me and they're starting to buy from uh, buy from our website and we say, hey, how did you hear about us? Do they name a person, for example? Do they say, oh, you know, um, Liddy, she told me about your site, you know, and uh, I want to do plastic-free stuff, so I've come along and I've purchased from it. So look at all those things. And the other thing you can also look at are reviews. Your fans will write reviews on your products, no problem. It's one of the, the guaranteed things, right? Um, they may not do it automatically. You may have to ask them, but once you've asked them, they will be on there and they will write reviews uh, on all of the products that you've got, and they will be brutally honest um, and they may not even like the product but you know the super fans because there may be an issue with the product but they'll still talk about how amazing you are as a company right so whatever you have to do for your business what's going to separate out a just an ordinary repeat customer from someone who is a super fan and for me it's those kind of things it's not it's their spending what are they doing how are they commenting on social media um, what are their reviews like? Are they referring people? Do they use your kind of referral programs? Look down those and start to identify them and start to segment them on your email lists. Um, so you can send them different kinds of emails, which we're going to get into. Uh, but you know, you, you want to start segment them and identify them and really start to point them out. Uh, which leads me on nicely to point number two. You want to reward your super fans, right? So once you know who they are, you can start to create your, uh, start to sort of create more engaged fans and work with them uh, by instilling a sense of belonging and community, uh, maybe even where they speak a different dialect, but they all share the same views and values, okay? And for me, we do this, um, say on the beauty website, we do this with brand VIPs. Um, we have first looks, uh, we have something called insiders and affiliates, um, and we give them brand new products for free. So let me explain some of those things and what they do, right? Um, so we have a special Facebook group that um, that we we use with our super fans. And we're like, hey, listen, guys, we've got some new products which have come out. Can we send you samples so you can test? You're going to get the first look of these new products. Would love to get your feedback and hear back from you. You know what? They're in. They're totally in. So they get first look. They get first dibs, first try. Uh, and they'll even be the first guys to write the reviews on the website following that side of things. Um we have a great affiliate program um, on some of our sites, and people can use that uh, to build um, a business. You know, we wanted to do things a little bit differently with our affiliate programs, and so we've gone much more after the super fans and enabled them to build their own businesses uh, using the affiliate system, which is great. Um, you can use VIP points, reward points. You can use, you can do events with them. You, you know, just give them stuff. Give them a reason to belong. And for some, you know, depending on your product, that might just be the reason you're doing this is because we're changing the world. If I go back to, for example, the plastic-free product, well, you know, with plastic, with a plastic-free website, I don't necessarily need to give them free stuff all the time. Although that's still great, and getting them involved on first looks of products, I would still do that. 
But the primary reason they're there is obviously they want to change the world. So that is their predominant reward. So what I have to do as a business owner is help them get that reward, right? And help them to understand how uh, working with us, they have achieved, you know, at least something towards their goal. So I would be talking about um, you know, how many tons of plastic have been saved and, and all that sort of stuff. And so people could see that. Uh, so reward programs, you know, they're valuable in some respects, but I think your customers also appreciate being recognized for their engagement and their participation with the brand as well. So it's not just a case of, you know, if you spend a shed load of money with us, we'll give you reward points. Okay, well, that's interesting. You know, that's a... a an okay reward program is what everybody else is doing. Um, but also let's look at not just what they're spending, but also their engagement, right? And their participation and reward them on the basis of that. You know, could you give reward points on how frequently they engage with you on social media, for example? How do you make them feel special and important uh, and like they're part of your community? Okay. So invest deeply in rewarding uh, your super fans. Understand what it is they want, right? What's their motivation? What's the key reason they're involved with this? And make sure you do everything you can to reward them in that area, okay? We are now going to take a few minutes to stop, pause, and review this week's e-commerce news. Okay, well, let's do the news. And I see, uh, Sadaf, on your on your little news roundup here, you've got H&M is now starting to think about selling external brands on their side. Is that right? That is right. And um, apparently Break It, it's a Swedish news site, picked up on this um, job advert that was, that was H&M looking for a head of external brands. Yeah. So um, they approached H&M, who, and I quote, said, <laughs> we can confirm that we will start offering selected external brands and products at H&M. Okay. Now this is, uh, do you know who else does this? I'll tell you who else does it in the UK. Um, is next. In fact, quite a lot of them have started doing it. So um, a lot of these big shop brands now will have started to curate products for their websites, which are other brands, which they don't sell in store but they sell online. Um, and I found out about it because one of the brands that we sell on our Jersey side is called Dermalogica. And Dermalogica, you can now buy through Next and other suppliers like that. Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that H&M are doing it um, because obviously they're, they're seeing the power of e-commerce. They've got a good brand following, so they're trying to sell them more. They're all trying to build the next Amazon, aren't they? So Yeah, H&M is also going to be experimenting with it in their stores. Not just online. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're going to be selling more brands in their stores. Mm -hmm. Well, let's watch this space, as they say. Okay, what's next? iPhone 11. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I heard you talking one. about this the other day. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't this have piqued one. my interest when I okay. saw this article. So there's um, um, some research that was done in the States and uh, reported in, in the e-commerce times that... Um, there's actually not that many people who are choosing to trade up to the new Nine. iPhone 11. No, and that doesn't surprise me either because I haven't traded up. And it used to be, I was telling this story the other day, it used to be every time Apple did a new 
I would automatically upgrade, right? I would just go, you know what? I'm going to have my new phone and uh, I just did that for years, right up until the iPhone 10. And then I never upgraded from the 10 to the XR. And then I've not upgraded from the 10 to the 11 Pro. And do you want to know why? I do want to know why. It's not got 5G. Uh, and you understand this is not an issue for me right now because the, most of the networks in the UK don't have 5G. I'm just thinking future, long-term. Do you mean long term. So when they upgrade to 5G, in my head I'm thinking that'll be a better phone because I can then have that phone for three to five years. So I've stopped thinking I'm going to have a phone for like a year to thinking I'm going to have a phone for like three to five years. And so I'm future-proofing. And so I can imagine that the iPhone 11 is not going to sell an awful lot of its phone because it's not got 5G. I mean, what else was new on the iPhone? Can you tell me what the new features were? Um, allegedly, <laughs> longer battery life and an improved camera. Is that all or is there anything else? That's pretty much it, yeah. right? So yeah, they, they put some nice camera features on there, which you know I've not played around with yet, but look great. And they've given you a longer battery life and a faster processor. But... Uh, does that just when I priced it, um, when I priced up a new iPhone 11 for the one that I wanted, it was going to be like twelve, thirteen hundred quid. Wow, that's a lot of money for a phone, right? So, yeah, I've uh, I've I can see why there's fewer sales. Do you think um, things would be different if Steve Jobs was still around? Because people Ooh. seem to have kind of um, like in the past, like you were saying too, that you would always upgrade. People don't seem to be doing that as much this time around. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a Steve Jobs thing. I, I wonder if, I mean, it's obvious that Steve Jobs would have led the company differently to Tim Cook, right? I mean, that's just a given because they're very different personalities. Would it have made a difference? I don't know because I think these days I'm more aware of the cost. The phones are just crazy money. When iPhones first came out, they were 400 bucks. Now they're, you know, 1200 That's a three times the price. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think there's as much innovation these days. And I think for me, there's also the sustainability issue. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that I think the world is a lot more aware now of, you know, you can't just keep consuming and keep buying stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got to make it last longer. And actually, the phones now are so good. The iPhone 10 that I've got just is brilliant. I don't, it's fast, it works, it's awesome. I don't need to go and get for another camera I don't need to spend 1500 bucks so I think all of those things combined would Steve Jobs have changed that maybe don't know we'll never know I guess we'll never know All right, moving on okay so um, I feel like we talk a lot about Amazon on this podcast but I'm going to bring it up anyway okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, in the last couple of podcasts we talked about the environmental cost of shipping right and um, and then about Amazon itself. And um, I thought it was interesting because just in the last few days, Amazon has um, majorly stepped up its efforts to reduce its climate impact. Oh, okay. Yeah. they have, I'm interested in. Yeah, they've ordered 100,000 electric delivery trucks. Wow. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to meet their goal of becoming carbon neutral by 2040, which is... Um, 10 years earlier than what was outlined in the United Nations Paris Agreement in, well, two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, hats off to Amazon for doing that. Yeah. So actually, they're also asking other companies to pledge with them to be part of this change. 
And um, I don't know, I haven't, I don't know of any other companies who've signed up, but for now it's a good start. Yeah, it is. But, and I, I have a theory about this. I think this is where if you're a smaller e-commerce company, you can actually, I would take this now and say, this is great. You know, put this on the website. Well done, Amazon, for being carbon neutral by 2040. Oh, by the way, we're carbon neutral now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So if you're a much smaller company, you can be carbon neutral much quicker because, yeah. you know, the Goliath that is Amazon. Um, if you think about Amazon being carbon neutral by 2040, yes, it's 10 years ahead of Paris, but it's still 20 years away, right? Um, and it's great they've ordered electric delivery trucks, but that's that's a hell of a thing to sort of build. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, the impact on that's going to be quite significant. All of that said, well done, Amazon. I'm not criticizing them at all. I think it's great that they've, you know, they've set the goal and they're going to go for it. But if you are a small e-commerce business and you can be e-commerce neutral now, just take advantage of that, right? And tell your clients, we're carbon neutral now versus Amazon, which will be carbon neutral in 20 years. Um, I think it will give you a little... Another reason why they should buy from you, which is good for the smaller e-commerce business. Another digital David Stone. Another digital David Stone. I like that. <laughs> You're following on the blog the podcast, which is great. Cool. Wonderful. Thanks. Thank and you. I hope you feel better soon, by Thank the way. Thank you. I hope you get rid of that cold. I hope so too. That's the news. So now let's get back to it. Okay, so let's carry on number three. Uh, empower to transform, which sounds a bit poncy, uh, but let me explain to you why why this is so important, right? Um, you've got to empower your super fans. You've got to give them the tools and the ability to uh, transform. And this is the key, right, with transforming. Now, let me give you an example. We've talked about Lydian Plastic. I want to tell you ex- where I have seen this um, over recent years in such a powerful way um, that it has created one of the world's fastest growing businesses. Okay. And it is in this area, it's in a, uh, an area which I call CrossFit. Now you have probably heard of CrossFit. You may have heard me talk about CrossFit before. Um, and uh, you will have definitely seen it around, right? It is the fastest growing fitness business, I think, in the world. It's unbelievable the size that CrossFit has become in such a short space of time. But for me, CrossFit has done this identify your super fan thing really, really well. It rewards them and it's empowered them, you know, to just go and just tell the whole world and get all their friends involved, right? Uh, it's, it's fascinating how it's worked. So we talked about... Um, I think uh, when you've got super fans, you give them a, a language, a unique language. So CrossFit uh, has this thing called the WOD, right? You may have heard of this, the WOD, the, which just literally means workout of the day. And it's different and it's interesting and it's effective. People talk about it because it's different and effective and they keep coming back day after day to find out more. So now they're building a community, right, which is essential. Uh, and they're bringing together like-minded people in the box. They don't call it the gym. They had to have a different name, right? They called it the box. And they're bringing this community together to do these workouts. In effect, it's just... You know, you distill CrossFit down to its basics. It's a gym, right? But they've created this almost cult-like status around it by um, by creating this community 
create an interest in language. They empower them. They do a lot of uh, what I find fascinating. Whenever you go into a different CrossFit box um, around the world, they all have T-shirts upon the wall from different CrossFit gyms, right? And this became like, uh, I think, a symbol of belonging to a community. They did this really well. Everybody sort of has their own unique T-shirts. And the reason I'm talking about CrossFit, as well as identifying some of the things that I've done, I think they've done well, like create their own language, create community. One of the things that they have done exceptionally well, I think, and it's all tied into this third section, empower to transform, right? CrossFitters um, are constantly telling people, uh, they're evangelizing, they're the super fans, um, about CrossFit because they have experienced a transformation, right? They have personally experienced a transformation, not just um, with their bodies. They may become leaner, stronger. Like me, I've become stronger. I've lost a lot of weight, feel more energized. Um, they're transformed, right? So I'm part of this community that has led to a transformation and it has done a lot of good in my life. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be telling other people about it. And CrossFit has exploded, I think, as a result of this. Now, if you're bored with me talking about CrossFit, that's fine. I will move on. I'm going to talk about Liddy, right? So Liddy, back to the Plastic Free website, her transformation is has been in this sort of revelation, this understanding that single-use plastic is doing damage to the environment, and she has the power to stop that in her own life, right? That's her transformation. That's why she's a super fan. That's why she's telling everybody else. So with every super fan... Um, there has been a transformation, right? Uh, you, so you identify them and you're looking to understand what their transformation is. With the beauty site, the transformation would have been in their skin. Uh, did we solve a particular skin complaint? Has, has it given them confidence? Has it, do you know what I mean? There's, there's all kinds of transformations that have happened that we can find out about. And once we understand that, the way uh, we engage with our superfans is we help them to understand the transformation that they have been through. Okay. And again, I, I appreciate I said I wouldn't mention, mention CrossFit again, but let me just mention it one more time because it's important. What they do is they help people see the transformation they have been through. Okay. So keep your fans close. Obviously, you send a dedicated email to them. You create Facebook groups like we have. But in those groups, in those emails, give them a language. Help them to identify their transformation. Tell stories of other people that have had similar transformations and make them feel proud of the transformations because this is going to empower them to tell others, right? Um, by giving them a language, by giving them an understanding of what's happened and why it's happened, okay? So identify what the transformation is, okay? Now, this may all sound a bit, you know, intense, a bit heavy. You may be like, Matt, I sell t-shirts. How does that transform? Well, this is the thing you've got to figure out, right, for your super fans. What is it that motivates them? What drives them? And the bottom line is there'll be some kind of transformation. Now, even with something like T-shirts, for example, it may be that they like the way they look in those T-shirts. It may be that they resonate with the design. It may be that they connect with the message or the cause behind the T-shirt. It may be that actually the transformation for them is, you know, these T-shirts are organic and they're fair trade and, you know, no plastic has being used them. Whatever it is, right? There, there's a transformation and people can identify with it. You've just got to dig it out and give them 
uh, give your superfans a language to talk about that transformation in a way that makes sense for your brand, right? So that, how can I put it this way? Liddy doesn't come up to me and say, mate, you know what? I've undergone the most amazing transformation recently with my thinking on plastic. That's not what she says, right? She has a language which has been given to her by that community which she can use. So that's what, uh, you know, makes an awful lot of sense for her. Okay, the fourth and final point, engage. Now, uh, we have got to engage with our super fans, right? Uh, you've got to to do that, understand what platform they're on and engage with them there. Makes all the sense in the world, right? So if they're on Instagram, guess where you need to be with them? On Instagram, right? Um, you're talking with them directly on Instagram. They, you know, direct messages, sending them videos, uh, all those kind of things makes all the sense in the world. It keeps people engaged, keeps people connected with what you're doing. You know, it's much, if you think about the beauty side of the business, you know, getting an email confirmation is one thing, uh, but getting a small, a quick Instagram video, you know, direct message to my inbox saying, hey, Simon, thanks again for buying from us. Um, I see you've been buying loads of products from us over the last few months. Really appreciate your business. Any questions, get in touch with me. Love to hear from you, Matt. Right. And it's that that's the difference. We're engaging with them. So social media for me is just a great way to do this. It's this is for me what social media was built for other than advertising. Um, but, you know, engage with the community, make use of the Facebook pages, the hashtags, the forums, wherever it is. Right. Uh, whatever tools you can to continually build your community. Um, and then con constantly tell the stories of customers who have been transformed by your brand, by you know your business, by your products, whatever it is, and encourage them to share their transformation stories. You know, we use a lot of user-generated content is the big deal now, UGC. Um, this is basically fans telling you or telling their friends, this is amazing, it's going to create some kind of transformation. So definitely engage with them. Have a separate email list on your system, send them separate emails, engage them in different ways, ask them a lot of questions, get them involved, maybe do get, why not do a get together or something like that where you talk to them and everybody meets each other in person engage them, right? Because the role of super fans is so invaluable to your business and to mine, right? So I've got to do everything I can to identify, to reward um, my super fans, to help them with their transformation and to engage with them to nurture and strengthen those relationships. So they feel like they're part of a great community, which is doing some good stuff in their lives, right? Simple things. Let them uh, know you value and appreciate them. Give them something to show for it. Uh, I was having dinner with a friend yesterday and we were just talking about the simple power of a handwritten note. Let me tell you, this is one of the most underutilized forms of marketing in the known world. But if you just get a nice little card made, write a handwritten note in there um, and send it out to people, they will appreciate that so much more than just, you know, the standard email. And there's all these things that you can do to engage with them and do that personal side of things. I mean, Liddy, who is beautiful, will often tell me stories of how owners of the business have reached out to her and connected with her. So she won't talk about a website. Um, like she, she won't refer me necessarily to just a website domain name. She'll say, contact Pam at 
this website and Pam will be maybe the brand ambassador or the owner or whatever, but she is connected with a real person. There's that personal touch. And that is how we engage super fans. So I hope you've hope you've got something out of this, something you know you can take away and do yourself, right? So number one, identify who your super fans are. Number two, be clear on what their reward is, why they want it, and how you can help them get more of it, right? Number three is the transformation. Help them to not only transform their lives to whatever you know their reward's going to be, but also help them and empower them to share that transformation. Give them language, give them channels in which they can do that. And number four, make sure you stay engaged with that community, with your super fans, and do it directly. Be personal, be surprising, be engaging, be creative, all of those sorts of things, because these guys, they're out there on the front line, sharing your business, your mission, your values, working for you, bringing in customers like you would never believe, okay? So uh, really clearly do that. I mean, when we you know, first started to get our heads around this, just a little heads up, I suppose, when we first started to do this, I'm not joking, we identified a few super fans and there was one particular lady who was bringing into our business right? She was responsible probably for about 60 to 70,000 pounds worth of sales just in the few months that we'd monitored it, okay? That was some phenomenal super fan out there just telling everybody how great we were, sending her friends to us, reaching out through the power of social media, and we reckon there was about 60, 70 grand's worth of sales as a result of that. And that was just from one super fan, right? Just one. So, Definitely, definitely work hard at this. Even if you're starting out, even if you're new, do this from day one because let me tell you, uh, it is the thing that will grow your business certainly into the medium and long term, right? Just it's the key to long-term business success. I'm convinced of it. So uh, like I say, all of my notes just head on over to my website. Uh, there'll be a post on there which sort of summarizes this podcast. You can check that out. Uh, let me know your stories. That would be super, super cool. Love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram. What did you get out of the podcast? Any questions? Any stories you can share about being a fan? You know, uh, ideas that we could maybe share with the community. Would love to hear them from you. Just reach out with me on Instagram. Uh, just search for Matt Edmondson and you will find me. Uh, uh, and it's Edmondson. Let me explain this. One of the things that I've noticed over recent years um, is there is quite a well-known celebrity here in the UK also called Matt Edmondson. We spell our names differently with one letter. He's got an O in the middle. I've got a U, E-D-M-U-N-D-S-O-N is how I spell it. And so I uh, often get requests on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram asking me, because he's a DJ, right? He's on, he's on the radio, asking me if I'll play certain songs, right? Every day something comes through because, you know, we've got very similar names, almost identical apart from one letter. So I'm fairly sure he's going to be getting requests all the time. Well, can you look at my website? What do you think about this? Oh, I love the part. And he's going to be slightly confused. Anyway, so make sure you get it right, right? MattEdmondson.com uh, and connect with me on Instagram. It's U-N-D-S-O-N. Uh, would love to hear from you. Ask me any questions that you've that you've got, but I would definitely, definitely love to hear your stories. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure you have uh, subscribed to the show because you know what? 
Uh, it's full of great stuff on how to set up, run, and grow your own e-commerce business. And the beautiful thing is, it is totally free. And if you subscribe, it just, you know, it automatically appears on your phone. And so if you're like me, I use Overcast to listen to my podcast. I've got different sections on Overcast from leadership to e-commerce to you know, all kinds of different ones. And I just plug it into the car and it's brilliant. And I just go through my podcast. I learn so much from them. And it's amazing how all of this stuff just happens automatically behind the scenes when you subscribe. It's incredible. So definitely, definitely uh, subscribe to the show. Uh, It'll be great to hear from you. And if you get the chance, it will be awesome if you could start to leave us some reviews uh, as this is helping us grow the podcast throughout the known world. Uh, it's growing really quickly at the moment, which I'm really appreciating. Uh, so yeah, until next time, our next conversation when we talk about e-commerce, have a great week. I'll be back soon uh, with some more helpful uh, e-commerce advice. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to the Curiosity Podcast with Matt Edmondson. Subscribe and join us next time as we carry on conversations about all things e-commerce and digital business.